0: Just curious, you kind of talked about the transfers and things like that. How has that changed your mindset from a roster management standpoint? Like incredible recruiter, all the classes, I think I think we had two back-to-back and 21 and 22 top classes. Uh, how does that change with the transfer portal? Do you start focusing more on upperclassmen? Do you kind of get away from the younger freshmen? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so I still believe in our coaching staff the way we do things and developing guys. And uh, that, I will never get away from that philosophy. We're still gonna recruit a high school class. Now there's a lot of colleges out there that say, screw this, we're, we're pushing all the chips in on this roster, win right now, and we'll figure it out. Sure. And if it doesn't, right, it implodes and, and bad things happen. But I think you still have to bring in true freshmen and develop them and see what they can become. Um, and and I and that I'll never waver from that. But the portal certainly
2: changed things. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with T.J. Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at three p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. Welcome into the Daily Grind. My name is Mark. I got Luke, my co-host, with me. Uh, it's producing a brand new show from Bluff City Media. The Daily Grind is going to be a Memphis Grizzlies show every single day right here on our YouTube page. So if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe. Luke, what's going on, man? Not much, brother. You know, happy to
1: be here, happy after a, an almost. Well, it wasn't an almost. There was stuff to take away from last night I liked it. Wasn't a win,
0: but I didn't wake up angry. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh let's get right into today. On, on today's show, we're gonna talk about uh we're talking about the Grizzlies heat recap kind of from last night. We'll talk about the uh the front court rotation and what we saw from that rotation. And then our last segment, we'll wrap up with a Zaire segment D- totally dedicated to him. Cause I think he deserves it. So uh, let's get right to it. Uh, last night, Grizzlies played the heat ended up with a preseason loss. I'll be honest with you. I stopped watching after like the third quarter because, uh, <laughs> Uh, quite frankly, those players didn't matter to me. I mean, that, nope. they didn't matter. But, like, I had no <laughs> – I, mean, I, I, I didn't have any interest in watching Jacob Gilliard and Shaquille Harrison play. I mean, I think they're going to be great at the hustle this year, and they're going to have fun down in South Haven. But, you know, didn't really matter to me. So, I, And, I'll, honestly, I stopped watching. But uh, let's talk about the guys who matters. Things that you uh, – anything that stuck out to you off just off the top.
1: Uh, starting Santi, you know, Santi being the starter, um, at the four and Jaron starting in center, I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, we, I think we were all pretty, we were like clamoring to see more of that duo last year. Um, and they just never, never played together. I, I looked up, I think there's like a, the, the, the starters from last night minus Derek Rose, they only played like
0: three games together last year, that lineup. Yeah. They were barely used, and I liked what I saw out of them. Yeah, I thought – I mean, last night to me, I, I thought Desmond Bain was was, was was amazing, right? Like, I yeah. thought Desmond Bain – if we can get – if we get aggressive Desmond Bain to start the season, or really just whatever, if we yeah, can get aggressive true. Desmond Bain, I think that's a totally – I mean, that's what we had sort of last season, and it was like, okay. All-star. Um, that's – yeah, that's an all-star player right there i mean he like literally from the first possession uh three on their first possession came back i think in second position also shot a three uh, but yep. missed um but yeah that was like for me uh he was eight for 17 last night 47 percent from the field uh 50 from from three he was four from eight for three so no biggie uh nope. and like he looked great it didn't look like he was being limited at all like he was i would say you know like february march of last year or of this earlier this year
1: they just the efficiency too. Twenty six points in twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's
0: that's insane. Yeah. Like like if he can continue that, like game over. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't even notice that. But yeah, twenty six points, <laughs> twenty five minutes. And I, you know, I, I think that uh, I think Luke was, was was really good too. I mean, his his shooting was not there, but no. I thought the things that he was doing. I think it's interesting to what we're, what what they're trying to do with him a little bit more. I think his usage is just uh, the trying to get him involved a little bit more. Him Mm -hmm. being on the ball, um, I don't know if it's – I don't know if I love it. Uh, They're certainly certainly trying to force it. Um, Last night,
1: you could tell they were forcing it down our throats. I don't know why they didn't – last night felt bad to me. Like felt worse than the other games in terms of them forcing him on ball.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I think he and I think it's just I think it's just preseason. It's just experimentation, right? It's just what do we how do we want to try to utilize Luke a little bit more than just sitting in the corner? I, and I I agree with this sentiment of like, hey, what do we want to do to get Luke more involved? Or how do we get him more open? How do we get more him more shots? Right. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I, I don't know if him being on ball is is the answer, to be quite honest. I mean, he is a guy that you really have to You have to get him moving. I mean, he's. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say what I'm about to say, and people are going to be like, "Oh, that's crazy." He's a lot like Steph Curry, and not the sense that like he's as good as Steph Curry because he's not. Let's not get crazy. But he's a lot in the sense that he's like Steph Curry that he can move well without the ball, right? Yes, not as good as Steph Curry, but that's the idea behind him, right? If you, he's always moving. Right. If you can move him off the ball a lot, if you can continue to move him or off, you know, a down screen, off of some back screens. Um, And I think that's really where they had to utilize him more. And I think last year we saw that he sat in the corner a lot. And that was great because he just, he didn't really know the offense when he got here. It was just, I'm going to shoot the ball. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, (laughs) But I think this year, if you can run some stuff for him, a lot like they do with Desmond Bain, I did a lot of Mm -hmm. the actions off the ball for Desmond Bain. I mean, that 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 could be a great combination. Yeah, well, and with him on ball too, it's
1: kind of you're losing not just his shooting, but like you're losing what other stuff he does really well too, like his rebounding. He's not rebounding nearly as well as he was last season when he was off the ball. You know, like he was kind of jitty-esque in the way he was attacking the boards in the playoffs in the season last year. And it's just like he had one rebound last night. When he's on ball, it just kind of eliminates everything else that he's good at.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, he it's it's very difficult for him to, to it, you know, obviously, if you're away from the basket, you can't really bound the ball anyway. But, yeah, um, you know, I thought, you know, again, him being out there with Desmond Bain was really, uh, at times, was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a play where um, I think it was Santi drove the lane and then kicked it out to Desmond, who immediately swung it to Luke because they were having a out on Desmond, which left Luke wide open. Yep. And it was like... Um, you know, that's, that's tough to do, right? Like that's, and, and then you throw Zaire in the mix. We'll talk about Zaire in a little bit, but you throw Zaire in the mix. If he's shooting as well as he shoots, like that yeah. is extremely tough to guard. I mean, and then again, you throw Jaron, who can also shoot the ball too. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they I know they said this in media days, or maybe it was at the first game that Taylor said they wanted us to start playing more four out, you know, um, and having those yeah. shooters that are surrounding the center. Um, and if you can, if you can do it that way, there's no reason you can't. Well, and Roddy's shot was falling
1: last night too. He was yeah. what three of six? Like that's another guy that can shoot. Like they've they'll have two shooters at least on the floor at any time. I feel like yeah. with, with this yep. roster,
0: Roddy was yeah. Roddy was three 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 for six as well. They were they were uh, let's see from three last night. They were nineteen for forty seven, so forty percent, which is uh, pretty high from them. They don't make that many threes normally. No, I'm chalk it up the preseason versus <laughs> yeah. like a. Like the last preseason game, they made like you know not the last one, but the one before where they all played because the last one no one no one really played. Uh, yeah. the one before that, then. just Milwaukee, had like, yeah, I guess Milwaukee. They had like eight. You know, <laughs> it was a brutal. It was not good, not good, good. Brutal game. Um. Yeah. So I think that's that's important. Again, and and we are, and we know like if your shots falling from three, it's a much easier game to win. And you they didn't end the win, but it's a much easier game to play when you when you hit shots from three. I mean the, the space is uh, it's a lot. Uh, the court opens up a lot more. I mean, it's, it's, it's just easier. Three is more
1: than two, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like if you can make more threes, you're going to, you're going to win, no. you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Three is more than two. That is a great it's math. Uh, that's okay. Math it's, it's <laughs> ma- it's, Math. is math-y. Uh Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk about our front court rotation and what we think about it on the other side,
2: but they need front court depth. Probably. I mean, if I'm looking at their roster, you need front court depth. You don't know if DeAndre Williams is kind of gonna come back. So you have to make sure that you have enough to be able to rotate in. We have to see where Malcolm's injury status yeah. is right this second, but he knows what's expected of him yeah. in a Penny Hardaway system and he can give you those spurts. It never worked as a starter because he could only give you spurts, but as a bench player that's getting 10 to 12 minutes a game, I wouldn't mind to see him and a return to Memphis. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Baller and Gabe Kuhn every tuesday at 12 pm on the bluff city media youtube channel
0: welcome back to the show brand new show from the bluff city media the daily grind a memphis grizzlies daily show everyday with i'm your be your host mark As well as Luke, we'll be here every day with you talking Grizzlies and breaking down what we saw from the Grizzlies every single day. So let's get into what we think of the front court rotation from the Miami Heat game last night, preseason game last night, where they traveled down and played those guys. Ultimately lost in that affair, but that's okay. Uh, It's preseason and they don't matter. So uh, front court rotation. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was interesting uh, what they did in the first half versus the second half, uh, what it looked like. Uh, your thoughts on on those four guys? or to really talking Jaren, uh, Jaron, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Xavier Tillman, and Santi Adama. Uh,
1: man, the Santi Jaron combo. I'm really like what I'm seeing out of that. I, I mean, Jaron at the five last night was his. I mean, what he was—14 points, six boards, one assist, a steal, and a block. Like. That's the that's better than any game he had at FIBA playing the five. I feel like you know, like, and this is a little bit harder to play center. I don't know. I like that combination with the shooting, with the speed that the two of those guys have, and like the the length that they can travel. I I just was really pleased. I don't think we got much of those two ever on the court last year because Santi, he played when Jaron was out most of the year. You know, I I just feel yeah. like. I'm just more and more impressed with what I see with Santi every single game, man. Like the dude is for, for where he came from. The guy is really good and, and he's not had a bad game all preseason. All preseason. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, to, let's, let's be honest. Let's like, let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, Jaron's not playing the center, right. For the, like, no. for the most part, right. He's going to be starting at yeah. the power forward. I mean, and Steve Adams, as long as Steve Adams is healthy, uh, and to be clear, last night I think that Stevie Athens was just a healthy scratch. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing by that at all. Like him not playing, that made, that meant nothing, right? Other no. than he just didn't play. Um, and so, so first of all, Jaron's going to be playing mostly. The power forward, but there are going to be times when they when they rotate, see what happens out. Where we're going to see that when they come in at Jaren and Santi together. And I think Jaren and Santi together was was really really fun. Uh, like oh, I yeah. said, I'm more impressed with Santi every time I see him. I think him playing at Phoebe w- did wonders for him as well. I think just even just confidence wise, him being able to play out there and play with some of those players out there in a in a uh, in the summer was really impressive. Um, I will say this: what's funny is that like. Uh, this time of last year, I think that I tweeted that I didn't believe in Santi Aldama. You guys can go find it if he wants a freezing cold take now. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I I'm almost positive. I was like, if Santi Aldama plays, we have we have fucking problems. Like oh, I think man. we have I, I think that I tweeted that last year. And it was I think it was true at the time, like because I just I mean it was a guy that the the coach step obviously really believed in and we had never seen. So um, so I think that was um Probably it's wrong now, obviously. Uh, but that's okay. You know, freezing cold takes you own up to him. Santiago Dalmo looks great last night. Um, X, I thought look, I thought X looked good too. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, he obviously, he needs to stop shooting a three. Like, that's just not going to happen. I know they it's wanted his... him to shoot more threes, but that's just not him. That's not, it's him, not him. It's
1: not nope. <laughs> it, him. It, we don't need him to. He's not, like, out of all the no. dudes we have, he's like – just. I don't know why – it's it's the same with Kennard forcing him to be on ball, like forcing X to shoot the three. It just eliminates. I mean, X would have had double digit rebounds last night if he wasn't trying to take, if he didn't take three, three threes, I think.
0: Yep. Cause yeah. He, and I mean, what he I, did
1: was efficient. He's an efficient dude when he's in there.
0: Yeah. And I, I've always been a big fan of X. I thought, I think he, I mean, he works hard. Um, yep. What he, what he does, he does well, you know, he doesn't do a lot. And I think that's ultimately the problem with Xavier is that he doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they want him to do more. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that they, in in today's NBA, especially, you have to be so versatile that you have to uh, be able to do everything, a little bit of everything anyway, not necessarily everything, but a little bit of everything, you know, yes. they want him to be able to at least, tr- at least be able to make the threes that if he's wide open, right? Um, yeah. And so I think that is the ultimate problem that they have with X is that he's not as versatile as they'd like him to be, but what he does, he does well. He rebounds the ball. Well, he, I think he defends pretty well, especially in the post and it gets big men. He struggles on the perimeter, like, like most bigs though. Like but, yeah, um, yeah, He's not jaren <laughs> you know, no. so, but I, I thought, I thought he was good. I, I thought he was good last night in the spots that he was in 18 minutes, like I said, uh took 5 shots uh, was 3 for 5 um see so he only rebounded he only had 6 rebounds but like I said i think yeah you know, two assists uh, no uh let's see yeah yeah two assists yeah two assists two, two skills, steals two on a block um so i mean he doesn't make the mistakes 18, man, either that's right i think i think that's important to understand like he's a guy that's not going to lose the game for you right you always nope. hear that he's the guy who's not going to go out there and he's not going to lose the game he's not going to win you the game right mm-hmm. but he's not going to lose no. you the game either he's not doing right, right now no, God, God.
1: <laughs> Just he's not gonna PTSD.
0: Throw, it's not going to throw the game away for you, right? He's not no. doing
1: drugs. Well, and like X is, for me, X is, you need a guy like X on your team during the regular season because he's exactly what you need on your roster as like your eighth or your ninth guy. If you're shortening your, your rotation in the playoffs, though, you need him to do more. It's like you said, like as he currently is, he's not a consistent playoff rotation guy and that's what it, that's what you need you know you it's about your seven eight best guys and at the end of the day is he going to be one of your seven eight best guys that
0: get you the title you know like i i i hope so but he's going to have to do more no i agree i think and i think that's people the, this coaching staff and this front office and they rightly should is look at the playoffs right they're not looking yeah. at the regular students okay it's been we've got the two seed two years in a row lost in the first round lost in the second round what do we need to do to get further, right? What do we need to yeah. do to, to extend our playoff run? Uh, and they see that, that version of, like you said, we, short we shortened the, the rotation in playoffs and, and X doesn't quite fit that bill for, for a lot mm-hmm. of the playoff, a lot of the, the playoff bigs who can do a lot of things, who are versatile, who can step out and he has to guard the perimeter. And um, and so you're asking to do extended skill uh a lot more than he normally would. And so ultimately he just gets left out of the rotation because he can't do it. Um yeah. and I think that's it, it sucks because I, I I I love Xavier Shaman. I've always rooted for him because I think that first year we saw we saw what he did really that first year, that run, what he had to fill in and that Golden State series. And it was yeah. like, man, he's like he's like he can play, right? Um mm-hmm. and I think as the as his career has gotten older and as he's gotten older, he has not been able to diversify his skill set. And so no. when you watch film on a guy, it's like hey, It's pretty simple to understand why he, you know, why he struggles or why people can exploit him because it's pretty easy to see on film and it's pretty pretty easy to go after.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to put it because it's he's good in the in the Timberwolves series. He's good for one game. He'll help you win one game in a playoff series, but then they got the tape on him and he won't do it again. You know, it happened in the Lakers series. It happened in the Timberwolves series. Happened in Golden State. He's just easy to playing against you know they they're able to do it really quickly
0: well in the NBA it's also consistency right like that's yes. that's the name of the game like you got to be able to yep. do it for any two games you have to do it for night in and night out. Um, mm. and that's what separates a lot of the best players not necessarily big but just the best players in general you, if their consistency um, and that's why we see players like Jeremy Lynn go on a crazy run and then never show up again right it's like players yes. we see um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Austin Reeves because he's not a good player mm. And I, people can argue with me if you want, but he's not a good. He's he's a good role player. He's a good role player. Yes. And he's above average role player, and that's it. Um, but it's so why you see those guys go on runs and just can't do it. And so it's consistency in the NBA that that really sets you apart. And that's what that's what X struggles with. And and being able mm-hmm. to do that at a high level consistently, he can, he can do the things that you ask him to. do. He can go out the rebound the ball. Um, and, and to be clear, uh, you can have a career in the NBA doing those things just just those things. Being a one hundred percent. Being a fourth, they're third or fourth big on a team, and you can have a great career in the NBA doing those things. Robin I, Lopez, I, exactly, exactly. And I think there are, um, I think there are things that the Grizzlies want him to do more of that they just aren't satisfied with, um, and so, and it would, which is why you see them go uh, and 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 experiment with Santi last year, when it worked, and, and that he's mm-hmm. more of what they want, right? Um, and so, you know, I think in the ideal world they would want uh, Jaron to play the five and, 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 and Sanse to be the four, like in an ideal world, I think they would want Jaron at center so that they would have a more free flowing offense, having yeah. more of a five out, a five out offense. But I think that they know, especially right now, they know what we know is that, well, I that they would never fucking ring about the ball ever. Ever, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> we would have um, to play Jitty more because Jitty would at least fucking rebound the ball. Like, it... oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I'm not a proponent of playing Conchar ever, but that's for another, that's another discussion for another day. Uh, if yeah, you Follow yeah. me on Twitter. You know, my, you know, my hatred, not hatred, but you know, my <laughs> disdain for John Conchar. He's a good, you know, he's a good idea. Um, but stick it with a the great front tenth court. Man. <laughs> great 10th man. Great, great 11th or 12th guy. Um, yep. Stick with the front court. Uh, 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 Kenny Lofton Jr. is the only guy we haven't really talked about. Twenty-one minutes, two for uh, five for eleven. Those eleven shots were much. Uh, they were they were way after uh, the main guys left the court. So I it know it a says five 20. for eleven. Yeah, you hear twenty-one minutes, five for eleven. That was like way. He I think he only had like one shot when he was playing with Jerry. No, yeah, yeah. Um, So what I thought was interesting about this this is that they they started the, the, the game with uh Santi and Jaren X was the first uh, big off the bench in the first half and then they uh they came back with Jaren and uh Kenneth Lawton Jr. uh I think second quarter going into the half kind of into of the, mm-hmm. the end of the end of the half um and they, the third quarter they they never went back to that again no. <laughs> the no, Jaren <laughs> Kenneth Lawton Jr. pairing uh, to be quite frankly because it was pure trash it was Her not atrocious, good. <laughs> atrocious, atrocious, um, atrocious. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if there's a lot to say about Kenny. I know a lot of people like Kenny, Kenny Lofton Jr. I, I I know a lot of people are big fans of his because of what he did in the Hustle, but he's just not a good player. He's just not. I mean, he's he's not an NBA player. I mean, he's not even. I don't even think he's a role player right now. To be to be honest with you, I don't even think he is. I mean, he showed up out of shape. Um, you know, we had this discussion in our he's Discord. Bigger. He's bigger. He's like three hundred pounds. He's yeah. way out of shape, way over. He's yep. he's way overweight. It's just disrespectful. I mean, to show up to to camp uh, like that, and I think that people, are, I think people see that, right? Not not. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take away the fact that he is not good on the court at all right now. Like he, he couldn't stay in front of anybody if it, if it, if his life depended on it. And defense right now, he just he looks like a sad lost puppy, and that's really the <laughs> truth. I mean, he just does. He he doesn't know. A lot of what's going on, and I think there were a lot of instances last night where they would put him in the pick and roll, and he wouldn't know what to do in terms of he wouldn't if he stayed with the roll man, or he had to go out to uh, to cover the guard. And I think that's the like if you just look at those few scenarios when he was playing with Jaron, and they really picked on him. If you look at those few plays right there, that is like an embodiment of Kenny Lofton and what he can do on the court right because as of right now what his skill set is of on defense and he just doesn't understand where to be and when to be there and which resulted in two plays in a row he he just he fouled the person at the rim like he just because he was late he just didn't know what to do really quick foul they were quick fouls too like real fast i mean but it's just that's the reality right like you see that and you're like well you just and, and that's the biggest problem with a lot of rookies and a lot of young players on defense. And that's in the NBA. When you could, when you get to the NBA, the biggest transition is defense. It's not offense, right? It's, it's yeah. the, the guys are bigger, stronger, faster than you have ever imagined. Right. And yes. The, yes. The big strong, the big, strong, fast guy on the one college we played. It's a team full of those guys are now.
1: And he <laughs> and went to a small college. Like he went yeah. to a
0: real small college and
1: yeah. like, seeing him next to Jaren play meaningful quote unquote minutes next to Jaren really made his mistakes. Like all the flaws that he has very glaring to me. And, and you compared him to a puppy. I, I think he's more, this, and this isn't, I'm not no shade. I think he's more of a kitten because, you know, cats get the zoomies like when they walk in and they just go mm-hmm. crazy and they run around and like, just not really knowing what they're do, but they're just kind of messing everything up for like two minutes. That's what I think junior does. It's like, they throw him out there. He'll get you like two or three buckets really, really fast. Defenses will be confused for maybe one to two minutes. And then they'll be like, oh, just we know how to, we can exploit this the rest of the game. You know, I, he's, his role right now is like a good disruptor for two minutes. That's not a role on an NBA team. That's just not, mm-hmm. that's not something that, that's not something you need to win a
0: title. That's not, yep. that's not. That's a role on the hustle. Right. Yes. That's, yes. that's a role in, that's a role in the G League. And and, mm-hmm. and to be t- quite honest, because those guys aren't NBA players. Those guys are G Leaguers. Right. And so yes. the talent level, the talent level is just different. It is just yes. it's such a different level. And so yeah, I think again, Kevin Lawson Jr. is is a good story. Um if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably cut him. Um they guaranteed his deal. Uh, and if something better comes along, that he's probably the first guy that I think goes. Um, uh, I and I think yeah. they probably have a good they have a good idea of what he is now. Um, and especially and they, show they know what the X weight. is. Yeah, I mean they know what X is too. But X X provides you more value than than, yeah. than Kenny Up Jr. And to be quite honest, I hate John Contra, but he provides you more value than Kenny Up Jr. You know, so um, not in, not in an, the big necessarily, but he's better a rebounder.
1: Yeah, I mean Junior had the, the the our he was our lowest plus minus of the game at minus twenty.
0: Yeah, you know he's he, I, I he he and and again like you said even being out there with Jaron who can cover up so many mistakes on defense like he can cover up a lot for you and and Jaron couldn't even cover up what he was doing and I think that's that's a big uh, that's a big red uh, X right there like that's just a glaring issue so you know again it's a good idea and credit to the Grizzlies for for getting him a shot but they drafted him too high um, yeah honestly he probably would have went undrafted if they weren't for them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's a waste of draft capital and, and it's a mistake and, and that's okay. Like the drafts, like that's not like an indictment of anything. It's just the fact that sometimes you draft bad guys. And then like that, that yeah. happens all the time. Like the Grizzlies had such a run. I think people are, like, to have a mistake. The Grizzlies had such a run of like, drafting solid guys that like, oh, they're, no. they're invincible, invincible to, to bad drafts, which is not true. No mean The draft the draft, the draft is so difficult to get good guys and especially get those guys like, even you look at Zaire, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Uh, those guys use think will translate, sometimes just don't, you know? And there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. let's take a quick break on that note. We'll come right back. We'll talk about Zaire in the last segment.
2: A show over in, in New Zealand, radio host had Pete Pranica, of all people on his show. And a guy was saying that a friend of his who's close to Steven Adams said that the Grizzlies kind of mishandled something with his surgery, that he needed surgery the whole time. Mm. They said that he didn't. They prolonged it, and then he actually got surgery, and now he's rehabbing from that. Yeah, they used the word misdiagnosed. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong word. The Grizzlies don't give clear information about stuff, and they it really leaves don't. it leaves room for interpretation. Right. And my interpretation is that this story sounds real. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm not saying this story is true, but it's true. ish that sounds like that sounds more realistic than anything the Grizzlies were saying. When you leave things up for speculation, hey, that's what happens. Guys like me just put guys two like and that two New together. Zealand. <laughs> radio guy. Who's the radio that. dude? They yeah. come out and say, hey. And I know my I, partner said Steve Adams was way more messed up than y'all thought he was. And that, and not only that, yeah. Y'all misdiagnosed that man. Misdiagnosed. Strong words, man. Ooh. Strong words, strong words. Tune in to the Anthony Sane show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
0: Welcome back to the show, the daily grind the Memphis Grizzlies daily show. Now, right here, to me the inaugural episode myself and Luke will be here every day breaking down the Grizzlies for you guys. So, uh, last segment of the show, let's talk about Zaire Williams. I think we spent a lot of more time than we probably thought we were going to do on the uh, front court. Uh, it was worth it though. I thought uh, it was uh, it, it, it it needed to be said. Uh, but Zaire Williams, I think the shining spot of the game last night, or all, all really all preseason. pre-season. Has looked great. Has really looked great, and and I love that for Z because his first year he looked very promising. Yes, Um, played played roles in the played major roles in playoff games, right? Against Um, good teams, against really 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 good teams, (laughs) against good yeah great teams. Um, and I think people forget people who shit on him last year just forget that he just was like or don't realize maybe that he was hurt all year. Yeah, like there really wasn't a point in his year last year where he was fully healthy. No. And I think that has a lot to do with it, right? Obviously. Um, yes. And so people who shit on him last year, either maybe don't realize that or forget about it. Um, But what we've seen this year, what we saw last night, four for six from three, seven from 10, like his sh- his shot might be one of the purest looking shots on the team. Yeah. Like, I mean, form. you want to talk about someone who, worked
1: over in the off season and you can see the results like, like, like his shot looks not that it ever looked bad, but it's beautiful now. Like, like the way, when yep. he shoots the ball, it's like, Oh, that's going in. You know, it just yep. looks like it's going in when it leaves his hand. And I, I didn't feel that way his rookie year when he was doing well, you know, I definitely didn't feel that last year when he was, like you said, hurt and growing. I think people also forget that he's what 19 and, yep. and was, his shins were growing, you know, that, that shit hurts. Anybody that's ever had, like, if you have a growth spurt, like that will hurt. And if you're injured, like I've been so impressed with the effort and work that he's put in for his age. Yeah. I I don't know. It's, it it makes, I, I've always thought that if he could, if he could just put the pieces together, he was going to be a, like a quality NBA guy for a while. Because he's so mm-hmm. young and has so much talent, he just needed to put it all together, and it looks like that's happening, like right in front of our eyes, and it's really cool. I mean, it, it, so it's so far he's got forty-seven points, eleven boards, seven assists, three blocks, and two steals in four games, four preseason games. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think that's a you know, his size and position, right? Uh, yeah. Playing the three, six ten, his like his wingspan, is length, like. All those things are what you would normally look for at basketball player. Like, yeah, all those things are checking all the boxes. Um, yep. And I think I can't remember who tweeted last time. It may be from our own uh, Grizzly Red Blues account. I think Brandon uh, was on the account last night. It, somebody tweeted where he took like one giant step back oh, to yeah, the half back. court, and it went, yeah. he went back, and then went and then drove to the lane, and yeah. like that was like a summarization of his length and size, like the, mm-hmm. just how big he is and how quick he is. Um for a dude like that. And so, yeah, um, he is 22, by the way, I just looked it up. 22, 22. Still still young. Still very young. I wish I was 22 still. Um, For real. (laughs) uh, Give me, give me, give me 22 again. But yeah, he is um, a guy that, uh, uh, to to be so young. And I, I I liked his shot when he was, when he first came in the league, I always thought his shot was good. Like just the form and the mechanics of it. Um, It didn't always go in his first year. Yeah. um, (laughs) But I thought, I, I thought the the mechanics of it was good. It's not like a guy you come in like okay. It's not like a Lamelo ball. You're like dude, this guy's shot is it's absolutely broken, right? You got to gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, change yeah. it. You got to fix it. Um, yes. I think I always thought his mechanics was good. It just was like man, maybe we need a little bit of change here. Maybe just a little bit of consistency, Something. right? So um, I, I think that's that comes with that part comes with. Just being in the league for a while, just being a player, an NBA player, right? Just being in the league mm-hmm. and doing it over and over again, the you you do that, and then the second year you couple that with injury, well, now you're going you're going, it's, you know, it's one step it's one step forward, two steps back, the old saying, right? And I really yeah. feel like that's that's Zaire. This this last you know two years has been one step forward, two steps back. Every really feel like time we feel like he's gonna have. Ah, uh, this is gonna be it, right? This is gonna take that leap where you see him go from okay, he's not just a role player, maybe he could do something here, right? Maybe he's mm-hmm. maybe he's that guy who was worthy of the the lottery pick, like we all thought. Um, and then you know, it could take Suits back like, oh, maybe not, right? And so yeah. I think I think he's gotta especially with the first, you know, 25 games or so with with uh with John not being there, you know, there's an extra what, 28, 30 minutes a game that you're looking for, for somebody to yeah. play. And so they, they yeah. have to be distributed to people. And so I think that's, I think, you know, having Zaire's is going to have every opportunity in the world to be able to, to do that. And I think right now, you know, we, we can have this conversation a different day about just the starting line. So what we think. We'll probably have that conversation uh, tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think he has the opportunity to be that fifth starter as of right now. Um, we had the conversation a little bit in our discord last night. Again, if you're not in our discord, what do you, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but yeah. hop in there and have, and have a conversation with us. I think we had this conversation last night about the starting five. Um, and, and I think Zaire is maybe – he's making a case. I mean, mm-hmm. he's making a case for – he's making it hard for Taylor to say no to him right now.
1: Yes, and no one else is saying – no one else has taken the opportunity. You know, I, I think Roddy last night was the closest we've seen to any other guy – trying to earn it you know i don't think jake has shown us much did jake even play last night he didn't did he no like i there's no one else who's showing that they want it and that they deserve it yet yeah you know there's one more game one more game left
0: but that's true i mean again we didn't really talk about david roddy but he was good last night um yeah he he was was good he was very quick inside he was very good last night his shot was also i think we mentioned just a minute in in the first segment but he was good um i thought out of all those guys david Kenny, Jake, he's the only one that looks like an actual NBA player. Like a yeah. like he looks like he belongs on the court. Jake LaRavia is also not good. No. He's slow, he's man. Not, he's, too he's slow. He's so he's so slow. <laughs> he's God. so slow. Like I I feel like I feel like I could dribble faster than the ball hit than him, but yeah, I know I to be honest, I know I can't, but I feel like I can. Yeah. Just cuz he's so slow. Um And like yeah. you you can you can shoot the he's ball really well, him. but if you're slow, like I don't care. <laughs> and he hasn't even shot the ball that well. No, <laughs> um, uh, so I, I think that uh, but back to Zaire we'll, we'll wrap up. I think that he's has got the Zaire's got the tools. I think Zaire's got the opportunity, you know, and a lot a lot of times and i I am I, thinking back to our daily fantasy football show on Blood City bets, which I also host. Mm-hmm. if you're not watching that and uh, you're for daily footing for or you are a fantasy football player at all, make sure you watch it. uh, uh mm-hmm. so, shameless plug there. <laughs> you know, we look for, we look for opportunity on terms of guys. What we think it'll look good for the week is opportunity and, and, and skill set, Right. And, and yeah. so having those things, uh, cause if you, if you're great at it, but have no opportunity, it doesn't really matter. But if you have the opportunity, you're not great at it. It doesn't matter either. So you mm-hmm. gotta have both. And I think Zaire's got both to start the year. And so I'll be interested to see, see what he can do. Well, and, and the guy, I, it's great to see
1: the guys in his corner. You know, I think it was Jaron that was tweeting about Z last night. You know, it just mm-hmm. it, it, seeing your teammates back you as a young guy. I feel like has to boost your confidence, and a confident Zaire is, is a scary Zaire man. He's he's a really really like deadly dude when he locks in that way. It's a, I'm a, I'm Absolutely. very excited.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh, I think that wraps up our show today. I I appreciate Luke uh, uh, joining me today uh, for the first show. It's going to be me and him every day talking about the Grizzlies right here on the Daily Grind. There, of course, will be some days when I'm not here. There will be days when uh, Luke's not here. And so, but the show will be here every day, and that's Mm -hmm. all that matters. So, you guys get your uh, Grizzlies fix on the Daily Grind. The Daily Memphis Grizzlies show. So make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BCM Grizzlies. That's where we'll tweet all the stuff from as well. So see you tomorrow. All right. Um, I thought it was boom. pretty good.